Hello, Screamer, and welcome to ScreamStream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free, of course. I also cover horror news, video games, and new releases of the week. You can find ScreamStream in Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Overcast, and anywhere else podcasts are served. If you'd like to support the show financially, head over to ScreamPod.com and click the Donate via PayPal button. Make any kind of contribution you would like. Uh, It is a one-time contribution. It's not a subscription. uh, And that would greatly help out the show and it would help me keep it going. And I would uh, greatly appreciate that. On this episode, I'm going to be reviewing Before I Wake from Mike Flanagan. And this film was actually made a while back. And I believe the the production company went bankrupt, so the film sat in limbo for a while and was never actually released. I know there's a Blu-ray, but I think the Blu-ray was on the market quickly because uh, it is now, I guess, it's out of print because it's $70 on Amazon and everywhere else. So it's one of those films that's just been out in limbo, and Netflix finally released it this week. And I was so excited. It came out on January the 5th. So a couple days ago, I watched last night and uh, it it came out just in time for the review. So this was written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. And I believe they are like a writing team because I think every film that they've done, they've written together. So they also wrote Oculus. They wrote Gerald's Game. They wrote Ouija, The Origin of Evil which I heard is actually a whole lot better than the original film. And it looks like they are also writing the I Know What You Did Last Summer remake. So I did not know about that until just now. So this was directed by Mike Flanagan. And it stars Kate Bosworth, Thomas Jane, and Jacob Tremblay. And I have to tell you, I did not realize that was Thomas Jane until I looked it up on the IMDb. He has gone through this crazy transformation. You know, he was also in 1922 which is also on Netflix, and completely unrecognizable. For a brief plot synopsis, a very brief plot synopsis, a young couple adopt an orphaned child whose dreams and nightmares manifest physically as he sleeps. So the basic story is a couple who lost their child uh, is looking to foster or, or become foster parents, and they foster this young boy named Cody. And they bring him into the house, and the very first night, something strange happens. They start to see butterflies all through the house, and they don't know where these butterflies are coming from. It's it's really strange. Uh, Mark, uh, Thomas Jane's character, catches one in a beer glass, and Jessie, she goes to close the door. She thought maybe they're coming, from, uh, coming in the house from outside. She closes the door. And then they all just disappear, and they weren't sure what happens. Well, the next night, it happens again. There's a couple of little creepy things that happen as well. And so they kind of figure out that it's actually Cody's dreams that are manifesting. And to not spoil everything, you quickly realize that also his nightmare, like his recurring nightmare, also manifests. And it is absolutely terrifying and that's the basic story uh the acting was great kate bosworth was great thomas jane of course is great i, I love him he, he is such a great actor 
I thought he was really good in The Mist, uh, which I I actually liked that movie quite a bit. Jacob Tremblay uh, really surprised me. I've not seen any other film that he's been in. I know he was in a film called Extraterrestrial that I watched back in 2014. And he must have been, you know, a real little, little, like a tiny little kid then. I think he was like eight years old in this one, eight, eight or nine. So he must have been at least four. But he was uncredited in that movie. So I probably wouldn't even remember who, who he was. But he did a great job in this movie. He was really believable. A lot of times, I don't want to say a lot of times, but sometimes child actors don't always do, they're, they're not always like completely believable characters. But Jacob Tremblay did an amazing job playing Cody. Uh, everything, like all of his movements, all of his dialogue, the way he delivered all of his lines were like spot on. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, as for the story, I thought the story was great. There were a couple little nitpicky things that I didn't really like. So, for the most part, it was excellent. It was really creepy from like, you know, once you get like 30 minutes in, that's when it starts to get really, really creepy and uh, tense. You get more into the backstory of Cody and to, and and uh, Jesse and Mark and what they dealt with, with losing their son. And then it, you just kind of go further down the rabbit hole from there. Now, near the end, there were like a couple moments where I thought, you know, it wouldn't happen that easily. And I can't, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to spoil it for you, but you'll know what I mean when, when you watch the film. There's just a few things that I thought were a little odd. They, they happened a little too easily. And there are a couple of other things where it's, where it's like, you know, I just don't think that would actually happen in, in real life. And I'm not referring to any of the dream stuff. I'm re referring to things that take place in the, that could take place in the real world. I just don't think it would happen that way. Uh, and then there were, you know, there were some other things where like, I kind of questioned when they first realized that Cody was creating these dreams, would they like ask him about it? But they didn't. They just thought, oh, okay, this is happening. What do we do now? Uh, and uh, I can't really elaborate on that too much, but I kind of thought it was weird that they just didn't come out and like approach Cody about it. Uh, Cause of course they would have, they, they, they would have at least suspected that the kid knew he, what he was capable of, I guess. I don't know. But though, I mean, those are like little minor nitpicky things. Uh, just tiny little issues that I had with, the, with the, the story in the, in the way it was written. Uh, cinematography was great. I loved the look of the film aesthetically. It was spot on. I, I loved the camera movements, the way, the way the creepy characters were introduced with kit, with the camera movements. You always, you had like this kind of, um, like different reveals and the reveals happen when the cameras, when the camera moves around the set. And the way they did that, it didn't feel like it got old. Sometimes it does. It, it's like, okay, the camera's going to move, and here comes Creepy Guy. But the way they did it was so well done and well thought out. Uh, I just I loved it. I thought it was great. There's some really good creepy moments at the end of it. And I thought the jump scares, the way they used jump scares in this film, there were only a few of them, but I thought they were perfectly timed. And I, I didn't think they were overused at all. I, 
a lot of times I, I say this horror films use jump scares as a gimmick to just kind of, you know, scare you because it, it's almost like the jump scare replaces suspenseful writing and acting. And, and that's just my personal opinion. But here the jump scares were timed very, they were timed perfectly and they weren't overused. And I appreciated that. Uh, the way they explained things was nice. I didn't feel like uh, anything was over explained. Overall, the, the film was great. It currently has a 6.1 on IMDb. I think that's low. I'm going to, I'm going to start rating movies on, on a scale of one to five. It's just easier that way. I would give this a 4.8 and I'm deducting two tenths of a point because of those little nitpicky things. Uh, the film was just fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. The end, the, like the, the last five minutes were great. Like it was a complete 180 for the character and the story and the, the tone of the story just did like a whole 180, but it, it did it in a way that didn't feel jarring. Uh, it, it was a perfect flow. And it ended with like one of my favorite songs, which was Welcome Home by Radical Face. I love that song. And it, and it ended on that. And I got goosebumps when the credits started rolling. So this film was almost perfect. Like it was almost perfect. But I will say this it is now one of my favorite horror films of all time. It has made my top 10 list. Uh, that's how good this movie is. And that's how much I loved it. You have to see it. It is on Netflix now. If you don't have Netflix, uh, you should probably subscribe to Netflix just to watch this movie. Like if this, if you only get it for one reason, it would uh, actually, you know what? Okay. If you were to get Netflix for a couple of reasons, it would be one game of Thrones and two before I wake, because <laughs> that's how good this movie is. I really loved it. That was great. So there, there you go. There is my review of Before I Wake from Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. Like I said, I think they're a writing team. I don't really know. Maybe they'll listen to this episode and let me know on Twitter at James Gass. Hint, hint. So we'll see. If they do reply, I'll let you know on the next episode. And speaking of the next episode, next week, I'm going to be out of town. So I don't know if I'll have a show or not because I don't have a laptop. So I won't be able to record and edit an episode. I might be able to, to record in the middle of the week. I'm really not sure. We'll see how it goes. But uh, if you want to keep posted on that, you can follow me on Twitter at James Gas or on Instagram at James Gas. And I have to say, I do use Instagram a whole lot more now. I've been posting a lot of pictures and stuff. So if you'd like to follow me there, uh, head over that way and uh, follow me. So for news, there's not like a whole lot of news happening. Uh, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about. Uh, first off, I have found a, a, it's not really a new website. It's been around for a while. I just now happen to find it. So, I mean, it's kind of new for me, but it's called Dark Universe. And it's a horror news site based out of the UK. And the website is du-hd.com. Uh, I highly recommend going checking those guys out. They're doing a lot of really cool articles. And it's not just a lot of the same old thing that you see everywhere else. They're actually doing some really cool interviews and articles about horror, things like that. So go and check them out over there. Uh, Tales from the Hood is getting a sequel, finally. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for this because I loved 
Tales from the Hood. I thought it was a great movie. It was hilarious and scary at the same time. Like my favorite segment was one of the ones with David Allen Greer. He played uh, this stepfather who's a horrible guy. That was one of my favorite ones. And the other one was about like these little voodoo dolls. And uh, they came to life out of this painting. I think that was the one with Corbin Burnson, maybe. I think so. Great movie. If you haven't seen that, you really need to watch it. Uh, I know Scream Factory did a special edition or a collector's edition of that film. Uh, and I know that they have that up on Amazon for pretty cheap. I think it's like maybe $15 for the Blu-ray. But I do recommend you get that uh, or check it out at least. Maybe rent it on Amazon or whatever. Uh, but they are doing a sequel. I'm so excited for this. Uh, over the weekend, the director of Tales from the Hood, Rusty Kundiev, Kundiev, I think that's his last name. Uh, but he he tweeted that he was looking for or scouting locations in New Orleans for the upcoming Tales from the Hood sequel. Now, this is the first time anyone has, has heard about this. Uh, and since then, he deleted the tweet for whatever reason. Bloody Disgusting saved it, uh, just so you could look at it. Uh, and I think, yeah, there's a link to that. But I'll put a link to this article, and you can read about it there. If this is true, man, I'm so excited, because I have been waiting for another film like that, or at least a sequel for quite a while. You know, Tales from the Hood came out in 95. Uh, I was still in high school when that movie came out. So for us, that was like a huge deal to get together on a Friday night and watch that movie. Like That's how good it was. It was just like one of those films that you grow up with and, and think about a lot. And another little bit of news, uh, I'm only talking about this because I recently started watching The Black Coat's Daughter, which is available on Amazon Prime. The girl who starred in that, uh, Kiernan Shipka, she'll be playing uh, Sabrina in Netflix's, or Netflix's, yeah, Netflix's new Sabrina the Teenage Witch show. And I think I talked about this last week or maybe a couple episodes ago. I talked about this, but this will be based on the comic book. And the comic book is extremely dark. It's not It's not the comedy that you thought it was or that it used to be on TV with Clarissa Joan Hart. It's not like that at all. This is a lot darker. Uh, it goes into more of a more of the horror realm. Kiernan, Kiernan Shipka. Uh, did a great job in Black Coat's Daughter. I, I, I'm like halfway through it. I hadn't finished it yet. It's a pretty good movie. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to review that one. Probably will. We'll see. But I know she was she was great in that. So I can't wait to see what she does with uh, with this series here. Uh, I am excited to see that. And then the last thing I do want to talk about uh, is uh, Cloverfield, the third Cloverfield movie. It has a release date set for April 2018. Yeah, and the the uh, I guess the the code name for the project is known as God Particle, but the schedule is April 20th, 18, and this will be released from Paramount Pictures. J.J. Abrams is producing just as he produced the last two of them. And apparently this is, you know, been kept under wraps. There's no, there's hasn't been any leaks or anything like that. Uh, and supposedly this is not expected to be a direct sequel to the found footage uh, film, the, the first Cloverfield, but will instead take place in the same cinematic world of the 2008 film. 
Uh, I'm kind of excited to see this. I loved Cloverfield. I thought it was a great movie. I saw that in the theater, actually. And I really loved uh, Cloverfield Lane or Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was a great film. We own that one. Uh, so I'm excited to see this third one. And I like the way that these aren't like sequels to each other, but they, they do take place in the same universe. Uh, so I am excited to see those. And that's it for the news. There wasn't like a whole, there's not a whole lot of stuff happening. It's, it's still a lot of, uh, top 10 lists and, um, favorite films of 2017, a lot of stuff like that. So not like a lot of solid news to report on. So let's move on to this week's new releases, uh, new on DVD and Blu-ray, just a couple of notable things. There were a lot of stuff that got released horror wise, but I, I think there's only a few of them that were like really notable. Uh, first up is Hell Knight Collector's Edition from Scream Factory. This was the 80s slasher film starring Linda Blair, you know, uh, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. I do want to get my hands on this because they added a whole bunch of special features. Uh, and I love Scream Factory's disc, so I would like to get my hands on that. Uh, the Houses of October Built 2 is out. Uh, you can rent, I think it's available to rent on Amazon, uh, but I do know it's out on, on Blu-ray now. The first one, you know, I don't remember if I reviewed it for the original Scream Stream or not, uh, but I, I went back and watched the first one a couple of weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. So part two, I expect nothing less. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, Seven Blood Stained Orchids, which is another special release. I think that one's from Arrow. That came out Tuesday, and a film called Slumber, starring Maggie Q. Uh, this is an a, this is an entry into the sleep paralysis subgenre that's kind of become popular within the last year. There are several films about it. One is called Dead Awake, and then you have Slumber, and then I saw another one on the Showtime streaming channel. So maybe I'll do like a whole episode of just these types of films uh, in the future. Uh, I, I watched the trailer. It looked fairly interesting, so I thought I'd give it a shot. Uh, and maybe I'll review, like I said, maybe I'll review uh, a several of those films in one episode. Uh, new to stream on Amazon, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. This is the 10-year anniversary edition. I don't think they're... They don't put any extras up there to rent, but the cover, that's what the cover said, 10 year anniversary edition. So maybe they cleaned it up or something, uh, but that is available uh, to stream on Amazon prime as well as Leprechaun origins. I actually liked that movie. A lot of people didn't, it got a lot of hate, but I thought it was pretty good and I enjoyed watching it. Uh, so that is now on Amazon prime and for Netflix, of course, before I wake is, uh, is out. Uh, 30 Days of Night has been put back up there. You know, it was there a while back, uh, but it's back up. And a film called The Vault, I don't know much about this. I think I saw one of the horror blogs talk about it, but I didn't bother to read the article. Uh, so maybe I'll watch that one as well. And that's it. There's nothing added on Shutter, which I was really surprised. This week, uh, Netflix had a few releases and Shutter had nothing. Kind of shocked by that. So. Uh, but if you don't have Shutter, I would at least recommend that you check out Shutter because I like that service. You can get a seven-day free trial. This is not a sponsorship. They don't sponsor this show. They're in no way affiliated with me. It'd be nice if they would, though. So, But again, if you don't have Shutter, at least check them out. 
a pretty cool service. So that is all I got for this week's episode. Uh, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I know it's kind of short and I do apologize. Uh, if you would like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at screampod.com. You can find links to all of my social profiles up there, all, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook page. I do use those quite a bit. Uh, I'm starting to use Instagram a whole lot more, uh, as well as Twitter. And on both of those sites, I got uh, a profile for me and then a profile for ScreamStream. So if you want to follow those, uh, check out the website. Uh, while you're over there at the website, make sure you click on that extras tab because I have been posting the original run of ScreamStream episodes. Uh, they are all up there on the extras tab. And you'll also get a, a an RSS link that you can copy and paste into your favorite podcast app and subscribe to them that way. I'm not going to put them in iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that. They're only available through the website uh, and that that manual RSS link. So uh, head over there and check those out. And of course, you can subscribe to this version of the podcast in Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, Overcast, on all those different platforms you can get this show. And remember, also while you're at the website, you can click on that donate via PayPal button and make a contribution to the show. Any little bit helps me to keep the show running. Uh, it pays for website hosting and podcast hosting as well. That is not a subscription. That is just a one-time PayPal donation. Uh, if you do want to subscribe, though, you can head over to patreon.com slash screamstream and uh, support me through Patreon. And finally, music for ScreamStream was provided by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. I will talk to you in the next episode. Until then, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Good night.